This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Ross with Longley Fertilia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy. Completely ill-prepared. Yeah. A little bit. Last minute live. Are we doing it live? Yeah. Oh. That's okay. what I was setting up a second ago. Yeah. When we were in there watching Bake Squad. Bake Squad. My child loves that show. Yeah, she seems to like her, her cooking shows. Yeah. A little uh, anything sort of cooking, baking competition she's all about it so nice. that's cool it's either baking shows or it's bluey so. bluey surprisingly funny i'm not gonna lie it's you know for a kid for a, t- a for a kids tv show it's a good show it's wholesome you know but don't have Netflix trying to uh, indoctrinate my child in some capacity. Yeah. She can just enjoy being a child watching a silly child show. Yep. Best way to be. Yep. So. But regardless, uh, that's neither here nor there. Because right here, right now, is THP number 193. This is our June one-on-one it's our first episode in June. We've been yeah. This is the first episode we've done for like almost a three, month, three weeks. Yep. Yeah. Pardon me. So yeah, just been uh busy, busy. Go go go! I had to flake out last week. Week before that, you did corn stars. I think a week before that we recorded. I can't. Can I Last remember? Last episode was with Brent? Yes. Yes, yes. I think that was three weeks ago today. But I cannot remember. It's been a very long three weeks. You've been busy. Yeah. Kind of been uh, all over the place. But it's been good. I had you a lot know of fun. What's not all over the place? What? Blackboxcages.com. No, they're not. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram, blackboxcages.com. Use code THN at checkout. Save yourself some money. Whether you need a rack, whether you need a cage, black box is all the rage. They have tons of options, guys. Literally anything that you can imagine or want in a cage, they offer it pretty much already assembled. If they can't ship it to you assembled, they give you all the things necessary to assemble it. It's very easy. Surprisingly easy. Yes. Again, when I had to build the Aki cage, I was like, somehow or another, I'm going to find a way to screw this up, even though all the pilot holes and stuff are there and like it's pre drilled, ready to go. I usually find some way or another to absolutely screw it up, and I did not. And uh, it all fit together so seamlessly. There wasn't like off edges, like everything lined up flawlessly that was one problem that i had with my last caging company um i bought two three foot racks from them which zip shipped assembled and they were great really good cages i still use them right now until everything gets switched to black box 
But the flat packs I got, because I have two four foot cages from them that shipped as a flat pack that I had to build. And it's not that they were hard to build, but they were not nearly as smooth and put together as the old ones, as the ones that shipped assembled. Granted, it was no fault of mine, you know, right. it was just things didn't fit as nicely and all around, but it definitely does not seem to be the case with black box whatsoever. Pretty much everybody I've talked to that's built them has been extremely happy with the quality still. As they um, should be. Yes. As they should be. So definitely go check them out. They'll have Absolutely. anything that you want, anything you can imagine. Fast shipping time in the game right now, too. So check them out. Yes. And then go check out Steve Snakeshuary and his Venom Hot Sauce. Hunt him down on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, head over to stevesnakeshuary.com. Get yourself some Venom Hot Sauce. The whole lineup, they're all good and you won't regret it. Even if you're not into hot sauces, it's still a cool sort of collectible type deal. That's just neat. If you like to have, I don't know, I like, you know how people collect books? Yeah. There's people that collect just general reptile related stuff. And if this is like, hey, you're one of those people and you don't do hot sauce, then this should fit right there amongst the other memorabilia that you have. Yeah. They're so really go cool. Check that out. And if you get those hot sauces, you are helping Steve. Uh, do public outreach, relocations, rehabilitations. He takes in uh, unwanted, you know, pets. Um, taking in all kinds of stuff. He's he's taking in a little bit of everything. He had a buttermilk eraser lace. Oh, dude, that was so cool. A clutch. I don't know yeah. if any of them were good, but yeah, I don't know, but still, those cool. things are cool. Oh man, those freaking things are so freaking cool, sweet. man. Yeah, they're they're sweet. Uh, yeah, definitely check out Steve. He's a first responder. He's doing a lot of good for the community and the world. So definitely check him out. That's right. And then Fulvius Apparel. Of course. FulviusApparel.com. Uh, I just set up to be able to ship and sell to the good folks in Canada. So Canada. If, you're in, if you're Canadian, eh? You should be able to go and buy Fulvius Apparel, uh, FulviusApparel.com, Facebook, Instagram. Still have some designs that have been, people have been buying, like they bought them before I had this website set up and stuff. Uh, I haven't gotten all the sort of the original designs up yet. Still working on it. Work's been absolutely crazy. Um, I got this new, this Toke shirt. This is the first first one of these I've done. Let to see how it looked. It says everything's going to be Toke. <laughs> looks good though i like the i like the toke design yeah i'm happy with it you should try doing some that are just like bigger images of just the animal you know too some people you could hit a different mark with that some people don't like the as much words they don't like the puns yeah some, they don't like the dad jokes some people wouldn't man hey just saying. like who name me one person me you yeah, yeah I am that's right. Person. I'm at least one person, but I know others would feel the same. Hmm. That's only with certain things, though. Like what? I don't know. Just I'm not big, <laughs> not a big word guy. Sometimes it's okay, but yeah, that's just me. Words are hard. Words are hard. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> What's new? Uh, kind of, kind of a lot. 
Yeah, there's been a lot of moving parts as of recently. A lot of, frankly, a lot of new projects are in and completed. Um, so that's that's really exciting. Um, Don't sound so excited about it. I'm tired, man. It's been it's been a really long, really long couple weeks. <laughs> really long <laughs> month. Yeah, yeah. It's been. Uh, but it's been good. Um, so basically it started not last weekend, not the weekend before, but the weekend before that. That's when all this stuff started. So between then, Montrose came down the weekend of Memorial Day. Um, and I traded him a pair of carpets for some Glades County Everglades rats, a pair of AMLs and a pair of Posset AMLs. Uh, which that's kind of new project number one. Super cool. Super excited. I've been wanting the AMLs for a while, um, so I'm super thankful to have, have the opportunity to work with those now. Um, then have a nice group of posets too. They're just such incredible animals. Um, and then proceed long week of just doing other stuff after that. Me and Montrose have been herping a lot, but weather was rough terrible um it was in the 50s most of the time i think there was one day i got up there saturday or one of the days i don't remember got up, i think it was sunday got up to the mid 60s but still really no luck herping we managed to find i think all in total we found some cool frogs first day he was here we found two really pretty ribbon snakes when it was like 59 degrees out that was cool it was rain literally raining um so that was cool those were really pretty and then we found a red belly snake um that's the steraria species that was really cool Occipitomaculata. yeah i feel so, like if there's anything you're gonna see when the weather's really crappy like that it's yeah. gonna be some it's either gonna be garters or ribbons yeah oh yeah ribbons always i've really noticed they come with the the rain mm -hmm. you know like if i road cruise while it's raining there's one day i found legit like 10 15 ribbon I've snakes still, man, i've never seen one i, I can't find believe it so that. strange yeah because yeah. you find them all the time but yeah maybe they're know. just more abundant and northern side you know yeah I, I, I mean i haven't even seen dors here yeah um could be one of those things I, the, man, the more i think about that kind of stuff and I think there's the, more stuff separated than we think all around the dors here. that i've never that i don't see Right. Like I'm really I've been contemplating talking to Tony about some sort of herpetological survey just of Ladies Island. Yeah. Because I'm curious, like I've never seen DOR rattlesnakes of any species. You've never seen cane breaks out here? Nope. Um not like even a sign of pygmies. So you've never like seen cane breaks <clears throat> at all anywhere. Like not out here, dead. no. Damn. Nope, copperheads, no problem. Um, coral snakes, obviously. Coral snakes. I don't think I've actually seen any cottonmouths out here. Hmm. I have a hard time believing those wouldn't be around somewhere, but um, yeah, I have a list on my phone of everything that I I can recall coming across at least once. Um, and I don't know. I'm just I'm super curious. I don't know what all would be involved as far as like a survey and sort of the amount of space you have to like what constitutes a legitimate survey versus I think it would be hard to do wondering but out here I don't know <coughs> excuse me 
Because also, I mean, you think about it, like a solid chunk of the island is developed. Then as you get out sort of to, towards my end of it, there's not nearly as yeah as much going on development-wise. So I, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah. I just thought that would be interesting. That's something I've thought about. You know, there's some species that I see all the time. Um, you know, legless lizards and for some reason garters have been pretty prevalent. Um, and see, that's one thing on the road that I cruise. I've, I've found garters elsewhere, I think, but like, I've never seen garters on the road that I cruise. I don't, I can tell you why I've never cruised one before. Um, I don't think I've even found one. Well, no, I take that back. I found one at my WMA. Um, but that was up the road a good ways. Never mm-hmm. seen one on the road that I frequent. So, yeah, just kind of weird. I think it's certain areas are just more prevalent than others for certain species. Yeah, and I think the island being, you know, an island, I would almost think that there's some stuff that is not. Yeah, that's like extirpated. Yep. Yeah, I thought the same thing. But I, I've seen pic- people post pictures of eastern diamondbacks. Oh um, yeah. Those are out here somewhere. I but. still have never come across one. And that's, I that's doubt the you thing ever that, will. <laughs> that's crazy. Is like being out here 20 years. You would think at some point I would have seen a DOR somewhere. I don't know, man. I think when it comes to the Diamondbacks, they're so low in numbers and a very small area. Yeah. You know, that it's just, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Maybe. Yeah. You know, just, they've kind of held up in areas that aren't going to get developed and have very little foot traffic. You know, I think they'll be more pre- prevalent in like St. Helena and obviously going to Hunting Island and stuff. For sure. Um, but it, know, well, but the Ladies irony is, is some of the pictures that I've seen that people have seen them are actually over as you come onto the island in the more developed area, hmm. which is odd. Because you would think it would be the opposite. Yeah. I don't, I mean, silver lining, DOR suck, but they're also it's a sign an of indicator good of things. Yeah. at least these are out here. You know, something exists, um, at least one less than it did before. Um, so I don't know. I'm curious. I don't even know as far as like general wildlife this is something I, I need to definitely ask Tony. Um, you know, do they do, do they even do surveys? in places like like ladies island that's you know i don't think there's anything that's uber protected or anything here that i can think of maybe some birds that i'm just completely unaware of but yeah you know i, I guess if it doesn't really serve much of a purpose they're probably not going to do one i would imagine no, but I, I would i would still be interesting to take inventory sort of, of how things are doing overall you know yeah but he is also in agreement with me that the number of black racers definitely i think hinders a lot of Oh, the yeah. reason you don't see For a lot sure. of other species. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, fully agree. But, but yeah. So, Chris was here. That was great. We found some really good spots. Um, he left the Monday Memorial Day. Had to bust out a lot of cleaning throughout the week. Fast forward to the weekend after that, uh, Matthew Palmer from Herp Talk Radio was down. Um, had a great time with him. I actually had to watch my parents' uh, camper while they were out of town, or I had to watch my mom's cats. 
for um so i was staying out there and they've got a bunch of land so we gave us a spot to let matthew and his little family uh throw a campsite so that worked out really well had a great time with matthew um stayed up all night basically one night and i forgot how hard it was to do Dude. that when you're in your as you it get only older because <laughs> i'm like at a point now where yeah. i'm like i hate it because daytona rolls around oh, and dude. usually by like 12 1 a.m i'm like done yeah i used to be able to stay up till till four no problem oh yeah dude. now it's like oh. yeah we were just staying up late uh i think it was friday night yeah friday night we stayed up super late and um, we we're playing i was gonna take him road cruising first thing in the morning and it got to like two o'clock and i'm like man we really need to go to bed you know we're just up drinking beer having a good time and um then i was like dude if i sleep for three hours i'm not gonna wake up you know so the solution stay up all night just don't sleep uh, yeah don't man. sleep you know so what we did was you know because we went inside for a minute and i it started to hit me really bad and i was kind of starting to lay on the bed a little bit matthew was like come on man we gotta go don't fall asleep and i'm like man don't i don't know if i can do it he's like come on get up we're going now i was like dude it's three in the morning we're not gonna find literally anything i was like there's nothing to be he's like i don't care man we gotta go now and i was like okay. bitch i just came here i was out to go yeah we're going i'm like all right so i woke myself up got in the truck we started driving i drove for like an hour we found a dor gator that matthew was very he had sad a about he did i've never seen a grown man look so sad before but it was i felt bad you know i was like damn man like you just really wanted to see a gator like the kid who got socks on yeah. his fifth birthday yeah oh and by the way referencing your snakes and stogies episode with him i was not like what do you want i'll put you on it that's not how that went at all for the record i literally thought i was like i was curious what he wanted to see and he was like dude literally anything and um, he's like, alligators. I was like, there's two things I can 100% guarantee you. It's alligators and armadillos. Nothing else. Hello, strange dog. Oh, <laughs> Someone's dog just came running in the garage. Dude, I, if that thing would have came in here, I'd have freaked out, dude. I'm not scared. Like, I'm not scared of a lot of things, but dogs are one of them. I don't, I don't fuck with dogs at all. But, um, yeah, I told him, I was like, yeah, the only thing I'm going to guarantee at all this weekend is alligators, armadillos, squirrels, squirrels. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, those are the two things I 100% guarantee. I was like, anything is up in the, the air. Biggest roaches you'll ever see. It's like, we'll probably find a cop. Yeah. You're good. No problem. <laughs> My dog's in the backyard. But yeah. So we Don't found while we were. even know who that was. What? I don't know who that was. The neighbor. They know me. I don't know the name. Yeah, they know your name. I don't recognize the voice. <sighs> but yeah. So. Well, I find that the funniest part about that whole thing is you finally listen to a Snakes and Stogies episode. <laughs> I was like, yeah, now I need to go back <laughs> yeah, through all these and see how much they shit they me. talk about me, man. Like, y'all just, I was like, <laughs> Damn, man, they make me sound like a straight douchebag up on this thing, dude. Like, it's like, I'm not that freaking douchey, am I? 
Jeez. You want to see a cottonmouth, man? I'll put you on a cottonmouth. That's not how that conversation went at all. I was like, if there's a snake that we're probably going to find, it's copperhead. I didn't promise nothing. All right. I'm lucky if I find shit. It's all about, let alone putting somebody else on it. Talk shit about Jake's show, my favorite shows. Exactly. Skylar, that fucker. Uh, Yeah, I feel like that's pretty much my life now with all you assholes. Meep, meep, meep. About to have a throwdown up in here. Um, But yeah, that's just... uh, come to terms with it at this point y'all just talk mad shit about me and you know whatever yeah we had to make sure you were listening like Matt said yeah Yeah. oh I was I was and I will be from now on oh okay thanks thanks a lot Uh, but yeah we ended up having a good time I asked my own damn co-host what he thought of the show what happened because he don't ever listen to it who me yeah I just stay up every night going is to is is this gonna be the <laughs> tuesday night that jake texts me and says good job buddy i and it never comes y'all record on mondays for one and i work my second job monday through tuesday or monday through wednesday so i can't get on the live show i didn't you, didn't, you don't have to be on the live show. yeah but i t- i will listen to it and i didn't say good job i said fuck you Uh-oh. that's how that went fair enough you you was an asshole. Both of y- all y'all. All y'all. Tra- trashing your boy. But whatever. It's fine. I only cried a little bit. Okay. Um but yeah, overall we had a great time. Didn't find anything that day besides alligators and armadillos. I think I passed out around four o'clock, four thirty. Yeah, and then you disappeared off the face of the earth. You were in a freaking coma for like twelve hours. What? Wasn't that the day that that I was over there when you were showing him around the the room? Yeah, that was the next day. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Well, no, that was that morning. That was the next day. That was day that morning. Like yeah. Yeah. I was I was yet. running off like an hour and a half of sleep when we were. Sh- I was showing y'all the collection. Yeah. That was the hour and a half I got from like four to five thirty six ish. I woke up, Matt was driving. We were just like on the highway. And I'm like, where are we? What is happening? What is going on? And uh, Matt's, Matt was like, I don't know, dude. We're somewhere. <laughs> like I was trying to go to a gas station. I was like, the closest gas station where we were was like not close. It's like, Matt, where the hell are we? And I figured that out. And then he got, and I took over driving. I took him to my WMA. And then he passed out for like an hour, hour and a half. I woke his ass up to see some alligators. He was real confused when he woke up. That was fun. Um, yeah. So all we saw gators was there. And then the next night, you bitched out, didn't want to go road cruising. And then the night after that, we found some copperheads and some ribbon snakes. So that was fun. We had a great time. Hopefully we'll see Matt back down this way here soon. And then more snake stuff the weekend after me and Preston Converse drove down and hung out with Skyler for the weekend, uh, met up in Jacksonville and then me and Preston drove down to Sky's place. What did you do in Jacksonville? I met Preston. Oh. 
So met up with Preston in Jacksonville and he rode with me down because it only takes us like two and a half hours to get to Jacksonville. Um, so that was cool. Got to, got to talk to him, get to know him a bit more, which was fun. We had a great time. Got the skies and the the madness began. It was constant road cruising, constant hiking, and literally sun up to sundown every day. We got there Friday. Maniacs. All day, Saturday, Sunday morning, and left Sunday afternoon. Um, but it was good. We found quite a few snakes. Uh, a couple rat snakes, a couple ribbon snakes, a corn snake. Pig- that corn was nice. Dude, it was. The rat uh, snake was nice. That yellow yeah, rat. Yeah. One of the, how many yellow rats did you guys find? We found... At least two, right? At least... Two, yeah, we found two. Um, Those were nice. Yeah. The big one is with me now. She finished off my Hernando County project. So that's cool. Um, then... Yeah, so that was cool. Ended up taking some other. Skylar gave me impressing a few things to come home with. And so now I've got, I had two males. I ended up buying a female Hernando County from somebody else who happened to have one. So now I've got 2.2 Hernando Counties. And then we ended up, I had DOR yellow and DOR corn too. That's right. We did find it. I thought we found another yellow and yeah, it was a DOR. We were all sad about that real sad and that baby corn because that corn was tiny dude the dior corn was like a hatchling you know it was not it was not big at all um so that sucked um but yeah overall we found some cool stuff the pygmy was awesome we were all geeking out about the pygmy how did you spot that <laughs> I remember watching the video. I mean, like, how the hell did you even see that? Dude, it was just right place, right time, man. You know, I was walking. And we were in grass up to our, you know, shins to knee height, you know, but it was kind of sparse, like it wasn't super full. And I was just walking, eyes on the ground, and I just a pattern caught my eye going in, like in the grass, going up under a bush, and I immediately knew it was a pygmy. And the boys came over, and we got it out of the. Got it out of the bush, you know, and that was just like I said, it was that was all that was all luck, man. Sky says eagle eyes, but that was just right place, right time. That's all herping is. So that was super cool. We got some awesome videos and pictures of her. We think she was gravid. She was real thick mm-hmm. on the back end. Um, so that was super cool. Got to see the green swamp, which was awesome. Um How was that? That was cool. I was exploring all through it, and then I got to water, and I was like, "Well, I guess that that's where that ends." We saw a big, big old hog too while we were out there. That was cool. I was a little scared, <laughs> um, so that was cool. And then probably one of the coolest things that happened is uh, we pulled over on the side of the road, and we were looking. We were standing on, you know, a concrete basin that had like you know a pipe going into it and going under the road for you know drainage yeah. purposes, and. Um, Preston spotted it first. He's like, dude, he comes up to the sky and he's pointing and they see an otter kind of flopping around oh, in the yeah. water up there. Like, oh man, it's so cool. So we sat there and watched it and this thing ended up turning around and swam right towards us and came literally, it swam under the pipe that we were standing over. We saw this thing go right under us, dude. I mean, it was right there. It was so cool. Um, 
So that was just one of those one of those things that again, right place, right time. If you weren't right there at that exact moment, you never would have seen that. And that was so cool for the three of us to witness. And then me and Preston on the way back found a ma I mean, just massive soft shell turtle on the side of the road, dude. It was like right there. And Preston was like, turn around, things need to get whacked, because it was like right on the side of the road. So I whipped around and pulled up to it in the grass. And dude, I'm talking, this thing was like it was huge. And um, so we managed to help that thing across the road. Luckily, another guy stopped on the other side and was like, yeah, I was turning around to come get that thing, you know. And so we got that off. That was super cool. Um, yeah, overall, finished off the Hernando County project for yellows. And I also got a pair of Citrus County yellow rats, one that came from Sky. And then me and Preston went in on a trio. He took a pair from the guy. I took a female from the guy. So we each have a pair now. Um, that brings me up to a kind of a ridiculous amount of yellow rat snake locales. But I'm not complaining about it. Didn't One bit. Sneak nope. Skylar's Condro to me. <laughs> nah, that thing is insane though, man. Oh God. That thing is so nice. Um, so yeah, that was a great time. Then amongst all of this going and doing, um, before I went to Skyler's, right after Matthew left, I got super sick. Like I got food poisoning or something. Did you really? Yeah, I was like, I was dead to the world, dude. I um, I went to work at my second job Monday night, and I started to feel kind of bad, and I ended up like throwing up all over the place outside and. It was that was probably a long uh, drive home. Oh, dude, it was so bad. And I mean, luckily we weren't super busy. So I told Tiles, like, dude, I got to go. And luckily the other server was like, yeah, I can handle it. So that was good. I went home and ended up running a fever and threw up some more. And I won't go into other details, but I got super sick. And then that Tuesday, my yellow rat. Well, that Monday I found my Pasco County yellow rat. Um eating or eating uh laying eggs monday mm -hmm. evening so i was like hell yeah super stoked about that she came to me gravid um so i let her do her thing left her there monday night ended up getting super sick so i was like yep i'm not dealing with this now let her sit on them overnight and um, i gave her a big you know tub filled with peat moss you know like it's like an actual dirt uh, made a post about it the other day um worked super well a lot more naturalistic than the moss and uh, she was really able to pack the dirt into there which was super cool it's kind of hard to dig them out trying to be careful but that was cool um so tuesday morning i popped a bunch of ibuprofen and i felt okay for long enough to pull the eggs out she laid 16 eggs i could not believe it every single one has veins well that makes no sense because she was i mean she wasn't a small snake yeah she, when she came in yeah she's not a she's not a tiny she animal a little, she wasn't a little yellow yeah sure. no so she laid a massive clutch um so that was awesome 16 eggs from her and then i've already got 14 that have been cooking from my gray rat so now i've got 30 baby rat snakes on the way which i'm super jazzed about i'm curious if some of the yellows are going to go the distance there's one egg that's like a lot smaller than the others it still has vein development still looks okay um so we'll see that might just be a small baby 
or it might be normal. I don't know. Gotta wait. But every single one has veins. They're slightly different shape from the grays, which I thought was weird. All the grays are kind of uniform across the board. Some of these are a little bit more oblong. Some of them are more circular. And then there's that one really tiny one. Mm. Um, so that was just an interesting observation. Um, so, yeah. Bunch of new rat snakes. Clutch on the ground. Nothing from the Lots pines. of herping. Nothing from the pines. You don't think... Are you kind of at the point now where you're you've sort of written them off as anything happening um, the- i'm still gonna pair them up i think you know i'm gonna keep doing it off and on i'm kind of giving them a break from each other for now i thought the fork line was gonna go and nothing ever happened with her um i actually saw locks from them so i was really confident and all the timing was right but she never dropped she's still eating um so I don't really know what's going to go on with them. Um, as far as the albino pines, I never saw anything. They're both doing things. So yeah. I'm going to put them back together, see if, you know, I can't, if they don't, maybe they want to breed a little later in the season. Um, so I'm going to try for probably another month or so, just kind of putting them together off and on and seeing what happens. Um, if they don't, it's fine. You know, I wasn't expecting 30 baby rat snakes this year. Um, so I'll have, works out. Yeah, I'll have plenty to keep my hands full for a while. Um, so we'll see. Oh, and then I also got in a really cool pine project that I'm super stoked about. Um, me and Chris Painchab went in on a pair of Polk County Southern Pines, um, Polk County, Florida, Southern Pine Snakes. These are really, really cool animals. Uh, the female is an absolute monster. She's every bit of six and a half foot or so, um, maybe bigger. I don't know, but she's huge. Um, and then the male is a lot smaller, a lot younger. Um, and he's a little spitfire dude. He is in, he's an insane animal. So both are in quarantine. Both have eaten for me now. Um, both have shed. They actually shed. They were both in shed when I got them. And so they've shed out, eaten, um, just doing the thing. Everything's in quarantine. Had to set up a new quarantine space for the stuff I got in this weekend because I didn't want them to mix and I needed more space anyway. So um, now I have a quarantine rack in my kitchen. Nice. So, but yeah, uh, I think I think that's everything. I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everything's doing good. Everything's eating. Eggs on the ground. Super excited to hatch some baby snakes, man. I'm... I'm so eager to get back back on the saddle with that. But yeah, also listening to a lot of podcasts now. I know everybody shat on me for a, a long time about not listening to podcasts. And uh, this, yeah, so I do that now pretty much. That's all I've been listening to the last couple of weeks is podcasts, checking, getting up into things. I'm just, I'm really, I'm just really, really hyped on fire for the hobby right now. So I'm just just trying to get everything I can. I don't know why. I think it's all these new projects I've come that I'm super stoked about, and it's just got me really high on the hobby right now. So just uh, excited to be doing this and be a part of it. So, and yes, Michael, uh, if we get some pines next year, we'll definitely talk. Most definitely, gotta produce them first though, because. Apparently, yeah, that's that's a 
challenge for me. So we'll see then. Well, what about you? It's been a week. Mm. Work's yeah. been absolutely slammed. Um, we didn't record Thursday uh, because my grandmother passed away. <clears throat> so yeah, kind of worked out that you were, you know, you were busy and, and doing your thing and that happened. So I've had a lot of family in town, been hanging out with everybody. We had the funeral yesterday. So I was out of work for a day, which, you know, that's nothing major, but it definitely is a setback because we were, you know, short of printer and stuff. Um, waiting for some parts to come in. So I came in early today and got caught up on a good bit of stuff but it's just been chaos so staying real busy um a lot of stuff to catch up on here you know with uh fulvius stuff and the website and there's things i have a list of stuff i have to still do um that i just haven't gotten around to uh you know gotta keep up with the the rodents and stuff um thanks randy she, uh, you know, she had a really good, she had a really good life. She, she was 81. Um, it's about a whole, my grandma was when she passed. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's definitely sad, but it same sucks, time man. she had a, you know, her family was, every, everyone was there. You yeah. Know, so, um, I don't know. Like it's definitely, a, it's definitely sad, but it was one of those things where I kind of, was sort of at peace with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, she was kind of deteriorating health wise over the last year or two. And I think it's probably better that it, that it happened the way it did rather than it continue to get drawn out and her get worse and worse and need, you know, round the clock care and stuff like that. So, you know, she went out peacefully and wasn't in any pain or anything like that. You know, just kind of faded and my mom and, aunts and stuff were there with her so you know couldn't ask for for much more than that yeah um yeah definitely sorry for your loss buddy but, but it's been uh yeah it's been crazy man just a lot going on uh rhino rat had her prelay shed over the weekend very good so anxiously waiting for that i've only seen her in the lay box like once i keep thinking she's going to eyeball that pothos and say, <laughs> I'm not using that lay box. This looks better. Dude, you should try the peat moss, man. You really should. What What makes it better? It, because it's, it's dirt. That's what, I mean, I don't know how rhinos do it. You know, maybe I could be completely wrong with it. Not being as good for the rhinos, but for the rat snakes, I mean, that's what they lay them. They lay their eggs on the ground. They bury them. And it gives them a much more naturalistic, you know, thing. And, you know, I found that like a dark, again, I got a lot of this from Chris, but I've noticed ever since I started doing it with my stuff, it's like they live in those things, something dark with the peat moss. And when she was gravid, the first day I put it in there while after her prelay shed, she lived in that thing, did not leave. And she buried, literally, dude, she was compacting the dirt over the eggs it was like the coolest thing she made a perfect layer of you know it's just peat moss so it's really it's basically dirt it looks right, like dirt right. um but she just like made a perfectly smooth spot over the eggs and had them buried at the bottom of the of a tub um 
you know, ever since using it and actually like feeling it, it's like, it's just a much more natural substrate for them to lay eggs in, you know, so she gave it a try. It's super cheap bag. I'm like a, yeah, you get freaking a 50 bill. pound bag for cheap dude. It was nothing. Um, so I'm going to start incorporating that into a lot of stuff. I think I'm going to make a betting out of it, um, mm-hmm. for the spike ages. She give it a try, man. Those rhinos might like it. I mean, maybe not now since she's already. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's already it's, halfway it's, there. Past the point this yeah. year of doing anything, but um, you know, spag, good spag is isn't cheap. So yeah, no, it is. It it's is probably just as messy as Pete is because if you're dealing with dry spag, <laughs> it's like dusty and little yeah particles go everywhere. And... Yeah, and no, I just deal with the peat outside, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna start using bigger buckets, so I just take my bag outside. And what I'm actually gonna do is fill up a big tub you know whole thing in there and you know just have access to the tub and scoop as much out as i need what size tub did you use for her uh for the rat snake yeah. uh oh for the inside of it i used one of those um you know the tubs they started selling at lowe's it's like a 15 quart it's got a yellow just lid that clips on the top of it yeah i have one yeah, of those i think you the, have uh, one the Aki cage. cage yeah, yeah. it's that yeah. i used one of those um i melted a hole just in the side of it kind of up high so i could have a deep layer in there and um dude i mean even after laying the eggs i took it out cleaned it really well and filled it back up with that um that moss and she dude she lives in that thing man um probably because she's in quarantine you know which is in my bedroom it's clear tub i am gonna also start changing my quarantine setups um so yeah. Matt said Peggy had uh, mold issues with turtle eggs when she used peat. Oh, really? Which is kind of surprising because yeah. if I'm not mistaken, peat's supposed to be more acidic than I most other other mediums. If I'm not, if I'm it, not it might mistaken. be one of those like don't get it too wet things. Um, you know, maybe if you get it, I can't too imagine wet, it takes then... a lot to really. Yeah, like you don't need no, to add a lot of water to get it. No, because I, I I did mine. I filled up this thing. I mean, there was that deep of this stuff and i took my you know my faucet and sprayed it down and it looks it sat on top really well like mm-hmm. i was like oh like man maybe that was too much like eco earth like yeah cocoa right stuff yeah and so i mixed it all up in there then i was like oh this is barely wet now that Borderline everyone makes it in there yeah. yeah so i took it and sprayed it down a little bit more a little less than the time before mixed it in and i was like yeah it wasn't wet like i couldn't really squeeze water out of it but it would cut it wouldn't it was almost clumping really well. So I was like, all right, for lay box, this will be fine. Dude, next day I opened that thing and it's just condensation all the way up the sides, over the top, you know. So I'm like, all right, well, that was more than more than plenty of, of water. Um so it's I haven't had any issues. I will pay attention to the bold thing. Um see if i have that issue i but. would probably like if i were going to do it i'd probably mix in just a you know maybe 10 percent sand yeah just because that sand helps a lot with sort of drainage a little bit right um yeah. like that's what i would do whenever i used uh you know eco earth or whatever you want to call it but the the coconut cocoa bedding not the cube stuff but the powdery stuff mm-hmm. if i mixed in sand with it a little bit um it drained a lot better. Like when you sprayed it down, like when I use it for square beans and stuff. Yeah. 
instead of that water sitting on top and taking a couple minutes to really seep through, if you mix some sand in there, it definitely helps it absorb that water faster. So. Yeah. I think what I'm going to do for um, like cage setups is I'm going to take a, I'm going to get a big layer of that peat moss in a cage and then I'm going to mix in a little bit of sand into it, you know, just kind of em emulate sandy soils around here in Florida. And then I'm going to use the mini bark that you can get at Lowe's. I'm going to put a layer of that over the top and kind of mix it down a little bit, have a bark layer on it. And then I think that's what I'm going to, what I'm going to rock with. Uh, for like a more naturalistic mm -hmm. thing. And while I was in Florida, I got some massive longleaf pine cones, dude. They're still in my truck. They're legit like that big, really? like the size of a football, dude. They're some of the biggest I've ever seen. So I filled my back up with a bunch of those. I'm going to put those with um, um, in the cages. So I'm pretty stoked. A lot of things, a lot of things are going to be changing soon. It's good. So. Yeah, I'm uh I'm hoping this rhino clutch is good. Yeah. Um so far she's she looking, looking swole. great. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely grabbing. Um I don't think it's gonna be a big clutch. Um, but yeah, she's not a huge animal, is she? No, no, and I I mean I think she'll be fine for her, you know, it being her first year, but you know, I fed her pretty pretty heavily going in. You know, she'd get a rat a rat pup or two um a rat pink i guess rather yeah you know regularly until she sort of went into that shed cycle and then i, I cut her off but i think it'll be good i gotta figure out where i'm gonna put them in the incubator i need to actually get my govi and put it on like so here's my concern about incubating in my room it's not the temperatures it's uh, not the temperature swing from day to night, you know, with the cool down and stuff. It is entirely the concern that if I have them up somewhere high, my dumbass will find some way to drop that <laughs> container when I'm pulling it off the shelf or something stupid. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know what? It's probably better that I use an incubator. Because at least there, like, it's stable temperatures, and I don't have to touch the box. Well, do they incubate as high in temperatures as, you know, regular, you know, corn snakes, rat snakes, yeah. things like that? Yeah, you have nothing to, special there. They don't have to be incubated any lower? I mean, you could. Right. You know, I think you can always be lower. It's when you start getting higher and higher that it gets to be an issue. Right, yeah, no. Um. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm like, I'm, that's my biggest concern is like, I know that it's going to get down to like the last, you know, two weeks or so. I'm going to be checking regularly and I'm going to pull something off that top shelf. And I'm like an idiot. I'm, I'm going to drop it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's. Just, oh, man, you used two so hands. Paranoid. It's that. It is that matter. really the only reason you're not doing it? Yeah. Oh, dude, man. Nah, I, I've got mine. It's not like super high up. I mean, it's like my first box, like sits pretty much like at eye level height for me. But I, what I did is I opened my closet door. So, you know, cause I have the fan on high mm -hmm. at all times for good air circulation. And so I leave the closet door open and I have them just stacked up on a shelf in there. And I have two boxes, you know, they're just up in the shelf and it stays about 70, 
anywhere from 77 to 79. Well, I then try, I thought I about try to keep it around 77. Well, what if I just put them somewhere lower? You know, like where all the yeah, put them on the, the floor. No, that, what? <laughs> That's just as bad as being up high because then <laughs> I'm gonna kick them. I got huge ass feet, man. I'm gonna somehow kick those things across the room by accident Dude, or something stupid. You know what you need to do is clean out a little spot on your rack. You know your table thing with the shelf underneath. I'm just too paranoid that something's gonna get bumped. I don't know, man. That's why, like the the incubator works. It's like a safe. I mean, yeah. If the incubator, you know, it's if, there already. It's can't go anywhere else, really. If you don't have anything else in the incubator, yeah, you may as well. So and but like or, I said, I mean, I'll, like I'll put them lower. I'll put them sort of where I have all the the smaller corn stacked right now. You know, I'll set it in front of there, and then I don't have to even touch it. I can just look at it and check on it. Uh, but then the issue was when I have to clean and water, I'll have to move stuff, or I'll try to pick up some tubs and pull them over them, and somehow catch that tub. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like, you're I, thinking this through hard. I know. Huh? And I just, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know what? Dude, if I, I had mean, like a yeah. designated space that I didn't have to worry about any of that stuff where I could check on it without having to touch the tubs, like, I don't trust myself. I don't I know. mean, yeah, but, if you have an incubator and they can be incubated at what else is in there and you have space, I mean, just throw them in there. You know, but thing. You'd be all right in there. And it has the glass doors, which I've always liked because I, you know, I can see through yeah. it. I can just shine the flashlight through there. I don't have to open it unless I oh, really dude. want to. That's why my sea serpent's incubator. I can just lean down, click mm-hmm. a little flitch, and like it's on. I still got that carpet python egg incubating, but how's that looking? It's not growing anything off it yet. That's good. But the whole egg is like brown, pretty much, and so I don't, I don't know. It hasn't started denting or anything, and it's not like folding in and on itself from mold so i don't know the jansen egg is rocking strong still going strong man you got a while for that thing though i heard y'all talking the other day about on snakes and toes about how long so usually like Ooh. when i put stuff in an egg box you know i write the day it's the date it's they were laid and then usually i'll go on my calendar and i'll count roughly however many like a given basically so like the first corn clutch is supposed to hatch like it's the the time frame for the you know that sixty something ish days mm-hmm. is like the beginning of July, like early July. I think the second is kind of what I mapped it out as. These are since these are at a lower temperature than sort of what I typically do. It may take a couple of days longer, but basically I write that date on there of when I can ex- like start basically start paying attention, start really looking and checking regularly. Um. And so anytime I have, like, I put them in the egg box right when they were laid, and then I write sort of a tentative date, and the date for that Jansen I egg is, like, early September. Jesus. It was laid, I'm only, like, a month in, month and a half. So it's got yeah. some more time. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, that's a, that's a long time, man. It's a long time for things to go wrong. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest That's the thing. problem, yeah. A lot of time there for something to happen. Man, that would be so cool, though. Yeah, distance. Oh, God, man. That would be so awesome. Not even going to post about it. Yeah. Just going to have it. That's like, what happened to that chance? And I'd be like, it died. That's a lie. Didn't make it. That's the bold face lie. That thing's going to be in a reel. 
before he before it's out of the egg. Eh, I don't. I think once I get it to the point to where, like, it's if I can get it to the point to where it's hatching and it's like survived and it's made it out of the egg, yeah. like then I'm like, okay, cool, because they're not. Yeah. From what I've been told, they're not difficult to get going. Like that's not yeah. the issue. It's getting them to get out of the damn egg alive. That. So are you gonna plan on cutting it just to help it out, or are you gonna see if I don't know? That's the tough part too, because who? I was talking to, I think it was when we had Jared on. Cause he was talking about his oxy eggs mm -hmm. and he was saying he cut his, but he was concerned that he cut his too early. Yeah. And because there's so much time on the incubation of those, You're right. my concern is cutting it too early. But then if I continue to wait and it can't get out, then it, you know, you keep waiting for it to happen and then it ends up just dying because it can't get out. Like it's really, that's so kind of the, the average is 120 days. Is that the average? 120 to 145. I should mm -hmm. probably look. I mean, if you're incubating on the higher end, you know, then I would think, you know, maybe around day 130, go ahead and give that bitch a little. I don't. Do. I mean, I'm really not into cutting eggs unless I'm I not. Feel like I absolutely have I to. I don't cut anything. That's like I can't get out. Can't get out. But again, in that scenario, you know, especially if they've been eating rodents, I know. I think it was when y'all were talking to Billy. He said something about you know the you know snakes that eat a mostly bird diet in the wild. You know, having a rodent diet can make a lot harder eggs i think y'all y'all were talking about that you know being on more of a rodent diet can all the fatty and fattiness in there and the let's see for freight Fritas wrote he's hatched three clutches of jansen i eggs which hatched in a range from 125 to 145 days so i mean hey you could always cut around if you want to if you're going to i would say wait till like 130 135 especially if you're on the higher end of incubation temps um yeah and just see you know yeah you never know i don't know it's gonna be interesting yeah i'm excited um, for it, man. i really need to get like a golf tee or something put in there because so you know how that incubator has that shelf and it has that like cross section on the shelves yeah and so it if you have a box sitting on it it's either canted slightly forward or right. canted slightly backward. Yeah. It's canted slightly forward, and that egg is more towards the front of that box. So my concern is, is that one day I'm going to go in there to check <laughs> on it. So paranoid. About one day I'm going to go in there and check on it, and I'm going to close the door too hard, and it's going to cause the whole thing to shake a little bit, and that egg is just going to roll slightly to the front. So I need to get something in front of that thing just to make sure. I used a toothpick for the carpet egg. I've tried that and it just like got moldy and sort of just fell apart. Yeah, I mean the it, it is moldy. I'm not gonna lie, it got moldy. Need to find the a, eggs. Moldy, I think I've seen but... Matt most use like st plastic straws. Yeah, or plastic straws would work fine. Could probably use a pen cap. I'm looking pen at pens cap. right there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I'd so I'm not paranoid. Okay, 
I'd You're rather paranoid. I'd rather paranoid. take the 30 seconds to put something in front of that egg to keep it from rolling than to keep putting it off and be like, nah, I'm good. And then that happened and be like, if I had only taken Fuck. the 30 seconds to put the damn stop <laughs> right in front of that man. egg, you, you know, it's just it. such a to come this far and then to ruin it for so, you know, no, because of something then, so stupid uh, like you that. Do that. I'm like, gonna tonight, tomorrow. <laughs> Give her a go, man. Any other clutches on the ground, though, since the last nope, three the weeks, month? Two corn clutches and the Baird's clutch. Rhino's on their way, hopefully, and yeah. the lone baby Jance and I, soon to be, I hope. Yes. That's cool, man. That egg is big. Baby's going to be big. Yeah. That's one thing I'm paranoid about with the rat snakes. I'm trying to, I'm already trying to like come up with a plan of action. So I went back on Kluber and Kluberoid radio and I listened to their hatchling episode. It was just Zach and Matt talking and I was taking mental notes on, you know, how Matt approached a lot of his baby, you know, Kluberids. In what Um, way? So I think what I'm going to do like in terms of getting them started, like feeding, setting them up, everything like they kind of went over the whole, you know, uh, spiel about it. Um, so I was kind of trying to come up with how I was going to do it. I think I'm going to split everything up in groups of three, three or four and keep them cohabbed. Um, you know, on Aspen, give them lots of hides, you know, bigger water dish. And, um, I think what I'm going to do, if there's room in there, I'm going to get small delis, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to cup them all for the first feeding. You'll put them in a deli with a lid and then put them in the tub, you know, because it's still natural right. smells in there for them. Hopefully make them feel more comfortable. Also in a darker space. Um, so I think that's how I'm going to approach it. If there's, you know, I don't know if there's going to be room for three delis in one of my setups or not. Um, so they may what, get what split up a little gonna bit. Put the, like, are you talking about putting them in a rack? Yeah, I'm gonna put them in the the black box okay. rack. Um, I don't know. If I think you could get three delis in like a 35, no problem. Probably a 35. I think I was gonna co have them all in a V18, uh, the size down from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there there might be a room for three delis if I took everything out of there. Um, so we'll see. Um, I don't know. I'm trying. That was Matt's suggestion for you know kind of the whole. The whole brown bagging it, the mm-hmm. first feeding, you know, I'm not going to actually, you know, bread bag it or anything. Um, but I am going to try and cup them, you know, first, first feeding um, and see how that goes, you know. Um, biggest decision right now is deciding if I want them all, if I want to house them all separately right off the gate or if I want to house them together. But again, listening to their episode, you know, and I have seen it too, like baby snakes sometimes will congregate, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of right out of the egg. So I'm thinking about leaving him in threes and fours um, and trying that method. Uh, I've also talked to Chris extensively on his feeding, you know, trial methods. Um, so kind of kind of just trying to come up with a game plan. I think I'm going to do the cut method first and then see see how it goes from there. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I understand why people wouldn't house them in groups to start, especially if you're dealing with a lot, you know, a lot of babies. Like, it makes sense. It's a little mm-hmm. more ergonomical. But for me, like, I do them all separate just because I would like to be able to sort of keep track of who's yeah. rocking and rolling, who's not, 
you know. Yeah, um, and I, I am being able to sex them and then be able to separate them and know who's who. I am really considering that just housing them all alone in V15s as well. Um, you know, kind of that small stuff. And then if I do that, I'm just going to try drop feeding. You know, I'm going to put the mouse on a little plate in the enclosure, kind of show it, show it to them, drop it, close it up and go from there. So I'm, I'm done. That's why I like those dollar so. tree tubs so much. Cause it's, until you sort of get that figured out in terms of what's going to stay and can go into a rack or what's, you know, sort of going to be up for sale and right. probably there temporarily. Um, you know, those McCormick tubs are, are a great size. They have more than enough space to grow, yeah. you know, so they can, they can hold onto them for a while. They're not going to outgrow them quickly. Yeah. Um, and they're just, you know, they're like, they're not very deep, but if you've got, you know, a couple hides in there and enough substrate, then they seem to be more than content. Oh yeah. And, and no. those snap on lids, you know, they're Smitty proof. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Once those things are on, man, they're on. I'm, I don't, I can go to sleep. You can sleep peacefully. I can sleep peacefully knowing yeah. I'm not going to have little worms getting out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm kind of up in the air on it. I should have enough space in the black box for enough v18s but now that i'm thinking about it i'm like all right there's potentially 30 babies i'm like that's 30 tubs of 30 v18s so now i'm like sitting here trying to think it's six per row so it'd be six 12 six 12 18 24 30 so it's five five levels of v18s would be baby space so i'm like shit that's <laughs> lot that's a lot i think i've got i think i've got plenty of them. most of my xr16 is empty so it would just be a matter of getting up all the v v18s and getting Please them in there explain to me what the draw is to the tubs with the cup holder in them so i've never used them well i that's a lot i have i did in a older act that i had back in like 2017 back in the day um yeah back in the day and um and it was fine the reason so why smitty is asking me that is i recently ordered some freedom breeder tubs that are identical to the tubs i'm using in my black box the biggest one the v35s identical shape or identical size shape whatever except these have a cup holder normally i wouldn't like them or I haven't used them because I always prefer being able to put my water bowl where I want because I'm weird. Like I always put my water bowls in the left corner. That's just what I do for every single tub. They go in the left corner. Um, but my pits, especially ones that are getting on the slightly bigger side, they are moving their water dishes to the center of the enclosure and just dumping bedding in them. Like they push everything to the backside and... All of it goes into the water, and it's the most annoying thing ever. Now it can be in a fixed position and ready and reinforced for them to be able to do it. Yeah, and that's what kind of what I'm trying to see. But I think the thing is they're coming to the front, and they're pushing the tub back, or they're pushing the cup back, which is pushing it up. On you know, It's building up the bedding, and then the bedding pours into it. I'm hoping these being a little bit more centerized in the enclosure, a little taller, they're not going to push it'll, I'm hoping think, it'll help. I think you're I'm dreaming, not saying buddy. it will. I am. I, I'm shooting I big here. They're going to say, fuck that cup holder. But 
you know, it's, it's, it's worth a shot, you know, plus the way I do waters now, I literally, I use the delis that go in there and I take one out, throw a new one in, fill it up with the water, throw that one or disinfect it, throw it in the dishwasher. Like that's kind of how I do it now. I just, I can't. And so it's going to work well for what I do. It's just a matter of how the snakes treat it. I don't know if they're going to push a lot of bedding into it. Um, I don't really know how it's going to work, but that's, that's the goal. You know, I hate not being able to put a water bowl where I want. But I, I don't like, mind. I don't, I don't mind these because they're. I always put the water. Like I said, I always put the water dish to the left in the corner. These being more centerized, I, I kind of like it. You know, um, especially since I'm running ambient, I feel like it being centerized is going to kind of help with some overall humidity versus to all the way to one side. Um, and again, them not being able to move it is big for me. Um, so we'll see. I don't know, man. I like, could be completely full of shit, and this is going to be an even worse idea. Um, I guess I, I can understand the the convenience of it if you're dealing with a ton of snakes and it's like in the same place every time, and you can just quick change stuff. And but I don't know. Like I feel like it, it would just get in the way for me. It would just drive me crazy. It's like now, if I have like a larger box for a hide. You know, because I use a lot of snack boxes and stuff. Because um, when you have a 10-year-old, you typically stockpile a lot yeah. of those. Um, if I have, like, a longer hide, you know, I now can't exactly put it in there way I want to. Sure you can. And it's just, I like I like a blank canvas. For me, it's just like, you know, even the longer ones, there's room to fit it down the side. You fit it across the back, down the other side, down the front. You know, for me, this is like... Yeah, especially now because I actually recently I went to um, TJ Maxx in Bluffton, and I was looking for tubs. You're Max and Easton now. Yeah, I was looking for tubs, right? Because Mr. Claiborne told me to go there for tubs if I ever needed to look. So I drove over there, and, and I hit the jackpot on these perfect little plastic containers for hides. Like they were adult, literally. Some of them, the smallest ones were. Like, is it like the ones you got from Dollar Tree? Like the little organizer? Kind of, yeah, but these are a little bit flimsier. You know, you can come with just scissors. It's super easy. They were super cheap. The little smallest ones were $2 for a pack of four, so they're 50 cents each. Yeah. And they had um, a three-pack of the next size down, also $2, or next size up, which was also $2, and then a two-pack of the biggest ones, that were also two dollars, so a dollar a piece for these, you know, good size size, plenty for you know a, a decent size rat snake. Maybe not a big, big one like Rico, but um, Rico. so I bought a ton of those. They fit really well in the racks, um, and the snakes have been using the shit out of them, except the pines because they hate my life. Um, they love their humid hides too. They're not human um, humidides. Yeah, they're not human humidides. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, I'll let you know how the tubs work. I think they're going to work pretty good and they're actually pretty cheap. Um, they weren't expensive at all. So if it works well, I'm probably going to eventually start working over there for everything to have a little cup holder just because I use the same size cup for everything. And then the little V 15s, the really skinny ones, they also make ones with cup holders for those that hold like the two ounce, two and a half ounce deli cups. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So yeah, we'll see. I'm gonna give it a go. I just ordered I ordered six of the V35S replacement ones just for basically all the pines that are giving or all the pitchophis that are giving me troubles because my bull snakes are doing the same thing. Um so yeah, I ordered six of them just to give it a go and mm-hmm. see how it works. I just I like my cardboard, man. I like that I can just chuck it. You know? Yeah. I go through a lot of paper towels, so I have a lot of paper towel tubes. I definitely uh, still save those. I just started going through them a mm-hmm. lot more and I started running out. Especially I don't go through nearly as many paper towels since I don't just I don't wipe out my cups anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, since I'm just dumping out the water, throwing it to the side and putting a new one in there. I'm not using as many as many paper towels. I'm not wiping all the tubs out. You know, I spray them with um, the Zep and then stack them up and then they go into the dishwasher. Um, So not going through as many. So I was running out of them a lot quicker and now I don't have any. So I was like, maybe I should get a plastic hide. Um, So I still keep all of those. I'm still going to use those for like secondary hides and stuff. But yeah, I've been taking the um, like paper towel tubes and i'll like smash them so that they're that's sort what of flat and put them in there and the corn seem to really like like that a lot another thing that i did with the paper towel tubes for like the little little stuff like my baby hogs and your little corns um i would smash them down flat and then cut them mm-hmm. in half and it makes like a flat roll like a little tin. and dude they love those things yeah. man yeah they i've done that with some love of the, those things um Toothpaste boxes, because those are some of my favorite hides. Toothpaste yeah, boxes. Toothpaste boxes they're, are they're great. nice and deep. The like, Jani you gave me from Chris lives in his toothpaste yeah, box. Dude, dude, they like they love them, man, it. because especially yeah. if you get like the bigger size tube, yeah. those boxes are nice and long. And the beards and stuff, especially, I've noticed beards in particular love to get in there and go to the back and just really yeah. curl up. Um, they don't get a ton of bedding in them, which is nice because I can usually just take some food and drop it right in the mouth of that, and then you know they'll they'll eat it um yeah you know toothpaste boxes they're worth their weight in gold i love those things did you know my for my um smaller stuff the best box i found is these little vape boxes when i I used to vape a lot and um i would buy disposable vapes and they came in these little boxes that are you know like yay big you know, and dude, I've had a stack of them from when I had, you know, was vaping. And so I started putting them in smaller rats enclosures. Man, those things live in there. It's like, man. But those in the, uh, like the, the, like theater box, theater candy box type, big sour patch kids that come in yeah, the, oh, the yeah. box. Those are great too. They love those because they're just compact. You know, they like the tightness of them. Uh, Michael for the Zep. Um, it's just the disinfectant. One, yeah, it? it's just the disinfectant. They have several different kinds. Um, you know, they have like floor stripper and window cleaner and all that. We just use it, it's just the generic disin or yeah, just I think it just says disinfectant on it. Um, if you message me, I'll send you a picture of the big bottle that I have. We buy the big bottles of pre- yeah. It just says antibacterial Zep. disinfectant yeah. on the label. Yeah, um, so we buy that. I'm thinking about going back um, to using what was that other stuff that we used to use? F10? Not F10. Chlorhexidine. Oh, thinking about going back to that. 
just buying the concentrate, but I don't know. I think it might be cheaper just to use the concentrate, the zip, because that big jug of zip, you know, I fill up my spray bottle and maybe three, four times. I don't know, man. A gallon lasts me, you know, at least a month, month and a half. It la- it lasts a while, and I, it lasts I me even longer, especially now because I don't spray out my, mm-hmm. you know, dishes a ton. You know, I give them a little squirt and you know, keep her moving. Um, sometimes I don't it is do probably that, a but... good idea to sort of ping pong, like periodically switch up your disinfectants. Um, right. Just because, like, you're supposed to technically switch up your toothpaste pretty regularly too. Um, oh, I didn't know that. You know, because you're the bacteria in your mouth sort of get used to a yeah particular type, and then if you change it up, it kind of helps. They get some like resistance basically to the you know whatever you're using. Um. So it is probably probably wise to to periodically switch it up. And uh, yeah. I thought about figuring out a way to make my own like wipes with the Zep, like roll up some paper towels, get an old container like Clorox container or something, mm-hmm. and then you know roll up paper towels to fill it up and then soak that, like leave those soaked, so I can just pull them and use them as needed. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. F10 is awesome. It is expensive. I used F10 when yeah. I was doing the geckos, man. I used that stuff for years. Loved it. Little bottle would last me a while, you know, because I. That I'd, stuff is super concentrated. I'd do a, yeah, like a gallon jug. I'd get a couple gallons out of a single bottle. But yeah. Yeah. The, it got sort of hard to come yeah, by. Yeah. It's hard and to find. The, and you then know. the price got, got jacked up pretty nice. Like, I'm really bad about buying stuff like online i'd much rather go to a store and just be able to grab it and go normally because i wait for the last minute to get everything um and i know tractor supply sells chlorhexidine um yeah so i'm thinking about switching back to that for a while and seeing how i like it because sometimes like you know like i said because i put all my cups in the dishwasher now sometimes i'll spray it and even after it runs through the dishwasher there's still kind of a residue mm-hmm. on there um, that's the only thing I've noticed with Zep is I feel like it leaves a film. It's much more. It's it's definitely and that's basic. Yeah, like, like it's, there's it's like slick, a slick. Yeah, you it's know. slick. You know, so what I've done is like I'll spray something down, wipe it off, and then I'll hit it with water and wipe it again, and that normally takes care of it. But again, that's kind of just it's an mm-hmm. extra step in the whole thing. So think about going back to chlorhexidine for a while and. Sarah, I like that. That's why I, I like Zep. Because I just don't like mixing stuff. Zep's easy. Zep's easy to get a hold of. Prepped. I think for like a gallon of it, it's like twelve bucks now, so it's nothing crazy. Oh, I, I thought think it was chlor- more expensive than that. Chlorhexidine is, I think, like ten bucks for a gallon. Yeah. You know, and I you're gonna get more out of the chlorhexidine. Yeah, because chlorhexidine's it's a concentrate. Yeah, you know, so. it's a mix. But, so a little cheaper, lasts a little longer, and I mean, it's vet grade. You know, a lot of vet offices use it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know. Just been stuff. My brain's just my my mind's been all over the place of how to make things like better and flow better. And you know, like I said, getting a new quarantine set up. I'm about to change how I do quarantine now too. Um, you know, it's just as far as setups and stuff. I'm gonna start using how so I'm gonna start using dark tubs. Um okay. like a, a blackout tub, you know, everything I was using before is cl- are clears. Um, and even now, the majority of stuff it's in, I have like one, two, two. I have like nine snakes in quarantine right now. Um, See, I would rather and, find like the the Ziploc gasket tubs 
and paint the outside of those black or cover them with paper or something and then still have the clear lid like the translucent lid yeah i i don't i don't know about you man i'm just i'm super weird about photo period and making sure that my animals like i am see too daylight on that, a regular basis that's why i'm specifying for quarantine that i yeah, want to do yeah. this and i only do that for the simple fact that you know, like I said, right now I have snakes in my kitchen and in my bedroom. I don't like having snakes in my bedroom, you know, quarantine snakes in my bedroom, but I don't really have a choice right now. Um, but I bought um, a new rack to go in the kitchen. The rack is big. It's nice. Um, and then I got the, this was per recommendation uh, from Preston. The, um, oh God, what are they called? Craftsman, the Craftsman tubs. That low sells now. Um, they're these big black the tubs black with, with red lids. lids. Yeah, oh, the, the red, red lids. lids. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they're the lids are really tight. They're really thick. They they're not flimsy mm -hmm. at all. Um, they don't sell super small tubs though. I think their smallest one is like a five gallon or something. Mm -hmm. Um, so I got like three different sizes while I was there. Um, they work really well. And I'm thinking for quarantine, especially for wild caught stuff um it's gonna help a lot because there's a lot more movement in the kitchen and in my bedroom than there is in the snake room yeah um obviously i go in the snake room almost daily um or i do go in there daily um but you know unless i'm cleaning in there for a long time a lot of times just checks you know quick stuff and it's just me in my bedroom and kitchen there's multiple people moving around you know pretty much always um, so I think it'll be good just for stress and acclimation purposes until they get into the main snake room. Um, so I, I think that's something I'm going to do. I'm going to take the metal rack out and then put that the black because I have the I got the same rack, the same brand of rack that the tubs are. Um, it's just like that big plastic rack yeah. that they have. Yeah. I got one of those. Not cheap, but it'll be good. It gives me a lot of quarantine space. <laughs> um so that's probably gonna end up in the bedroom with the tubs and then you know get different sizes needed um i do have one of the animals in a clear because it was so small like i, I didn't know it was going to be that small before i bought the tubs because i bought the tubs and i got the snake and i was like oh god this thing's really freaking tiny um so that one's in one of the little just push down with the blue lid ones we have um i've got her in there but i've got her kind of tucked behind in the corner um, just to get blocked by the big, um, the bigger black tub. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have, we get so many grocery bags and stuff from grocery shopping each week that I don't know if it were me, I'd just tape the sides of it and have the clear lid. Like I said, that's personal preference. Um, yeah. No, yeah. I don't like the racks that. that have blacked out tubs, you know, with the, you know, the ones that are opaque. Yeah. Cause I'm like, dude, your animals need a photo period. That little, a couple little like, holes they get in the the top you know with that yeah. weird board stuff that people use to hang stuff with, like tools and whatnot yeah it's not a whole lot of light and that's what and, sucks about the rack the the, the newest rack of where i still have to we still have to pick up from black box i got their ars rack um it's the ars 55 series it's a great tub it's gonna be a great upgrade for a lot of the pits that need to come up but ars sucks it's either the gray tubs, which are already expensive, but the clears are literally $10 more per tub. And I can only buy 
in lots of eight. I need 12, I say, but I have, yeah, to, have buy to buy 16. Yeah. yeah. I have to buy 16 of them. That's not a bad thing, though, because then if you yeah, got to do like a quick change on something. Yeah, no, having buy. a few extra isn't bad, but when they're $10 more per tub, yeah. that's 160 extra dollars I have to spend when I'm already spending 300 yeah. to get all the tubs and ship. So it, that 300 turns to almost 500 really quick. And I'm like, golly dude so i'm having a real hard time like deciding what to do i talked to a couple people you know and they're like yeah just get the get the gray tubs they'll it'll help them stay less freaked out but i really don't want to no i really don't because i'm the same way i like the photo period even though it's a rack and it goes back into an enclosed there's rack still it's still dark but light. there's still a yeah light you cycle. still get a light cycle in the front um so I don't know, man. I'm having a real hard time with that. I, I've been going back and forth on it for a while because that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's already a lot of money, which I'm okay spending, but another almost two hundred dollars just for clears. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, because I looked at that too at one point, and then I went and looked at the price of those tubs, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I did the math, and the XR or the yeah the 55 rack that I got with the tubs. Even with buying the tubs, it's still cheaper than two V70s, and I was kind of looking for a good kind of in-between rack because um, a lot of pits are probably going to end up in cages. I may end up skipping a lot of V70 stuff. Um, yeah. So, which that's another thing I'm thinking of, you know, for a lot of these big pits. And this is why I like talking to Chris because Chris just, like, he makes me feel dumb sometimes, but it's also like, like, oh, yeah, it's a simple solution. You know, because I'm sitting here like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do for these pits. You know, a lot of them don't do well in cages, blah, 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 blah. And um, I was showing Chris on them. I have them in V70s right now. I said, like, dude, you need to upgrade these things. I was like, I know. I need to get a, you know, FB90 rack or something. He's like, why don't you put them in a cage? I'm like, because number one, I think the albino pines will be fine, but the fork lines are going to freak out in the cage. I don't know. With I mean, the open front. Going on with, yeah, not a lot going on, but I'm afraid of them whacking the front. But then he just goes, just cover the front. I was like, what you know he goes just put newspaper over the front paper something put it over the front they'll Even be fine if it's just over like half of it. yeah and i was like well shit yeah that's what i'm gonna do so now i'm gonna work on getting a bunch of cages for all the bigger pits they're gonna go into four by two by 18s gonna deck them out make them all naturalistic and if they freak out i'm just gonna cover the front i mean that's that's what i would do if i was gonna get yeah you know imported adult jansen i tomorrow or even oxys, right? Um, they'd definitely be going in a in like a, a cage setup. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, just um, cover the front glass, and, and man. Cover the front at least front like half at least. So if it's like the two door setup, kind of like right. the the XT fours that I have now, you know, I'd cover at least half. Yeah, that with paper. Yeah, and then I, if it if I had to cover both, that's fine too because you can still like lift it up and check whatever yeah. you need to do. But or just open the cage. Yeah. Um, that's why I wish like you know how we have all these you know cameras and stuff now i wish that they'd make something small that you can put in like a corner or something yeah and then be able to I mean, watch if they, see what they're doing those they govies are pretty small aren't they yeah but those don't have cameras in them oh i thought you had govies that were cameras no that's the wise yeah the wise oh the wise yeah and those I mean, are you can always small, find but... something like a way to mount it mm -hmm. up like up top in the corner or something you know like just be hard without it'll get it would get destroyed they can't even keep yeah. the, the damn heat panel plug <laughs> intact i don't think yeah. it stands a chance probably not but yeah so that's gonna be the new plan for pine snakes going forward um 
bigger cages, bigger setups with shelves and more naturalistic. I'm really going to move towards doing a lot more naturalistic stuff. I'm really, really need to go to black box and get the rest of these animals out. Dude, I don't know. Whenever I'm, I'm free now. I'm free till August when we go to Daytona. So whenever you want to go, just tell me and we'll figure out a day trip. But really eager to get those. Really need to get the tubs for that rack. And then I really need to get these last six animals out. So I can ditch a couple racks. Get some new standalone, like, baker's rack style stuff. I gotta be. Um, yeah. So the dilute percentage on the chlorhexidine, I have not used it in a while, um, to be honest with you, and I cannot remember the dilution. Um, I can't remember the exact numbers. It wasn't a lot, um, and a lot of people just eyeball it. Um, I'm weird. I never really... I didn't really like eyeballing. I'm a numbers guy, um, so I need an exact amount. Um, but some people are like, you know, a baby blue, you know, a baby blue color is enough. Um, me, I think in the bottom of a regular size Zep, it was like, you know, I don't, I don't even know, like that much of the bottom, whenever <laughs> I don't remember the exact numbers. I know you can find it. I believe reptile, reptile basic sells chloroxidine. I think on their actual website, you can go down and find the dilution that they recommend. Um, but essentially, you know, like I said, if you're going to eyeball it, you're looking for like kind of a light blue color. Um, and it's also one of those things it's not chlorhexine isn't really strong. So if you made it a a little heavier, it's not going to be really a problem. Um, you know, again, obviously you don't want it sitting in the enclosure while the snake's in there. So you want to make sure to wipe it off clean, make sure everything's dry. You can't smell it, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, I can't really remember the exact numbers for it. So, but it's a good product. I'm probably going to go back to it. I used it for a long time. Um, you know, a couple years. I kind of switched. I was using F10 for a while. Then I was using chlorhexidine. Um, and now I've been using Zep for the last little while because that's what, you know, Justin started using. And I kind of liked it. But I'm kind of starting to not like it. What's that? Oh, cool. Stickers. Um, so, I can't remember the exact. Do you remember the exact? Number for the dilution, chlorhexidine. I, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I, I think really it's on the reptile. Eyeballed basically. it. <laughs> yeah, so I'll say like some people just eyeball it. There's a certain shade of blue. Yeah, it's like a light blue color that you want to go for. I kind of probably went for a slightly stronger. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like, it's, if you go heavier, it's not a bad thing by any means. Um, so it's good stuff. It does though. its job. You're not, you're not gonna show those bad boys off. Oh. Oh, look at that. Look at those stickers. Show and tell. Show, show and, and tell. tell. Show and tell. Justin just gave me some Fulvius. I did. I got some stickers in. Damn. Color's all blown out. Because you're so yeah. pale and white. Shut up. There you go. Fulvius. Boom. Yeah. Magic trick. Shout out to Vinyl Disorder. <laughs> Vinyl Disorder. Yeah. Nice. Stickers are expensive, but if yeah. you look around hard enough, man, there's some companies like Sticker Mule's nice and all. I like what they 
like their stickers are nice they're good quality and stuff but if you look around man there's a couple companies that that beat them pretty hard and on price so vinyl disorder almost always has some sort of special going on too which is nice so just a pro tip nice yeah i've been kind of wanting to do stickers but i just i don't know that's one thing that i never really cared about as much I never really understood this whole sticker craze. You know, I got a bunch and I covered a water bottle with them, but I never know what to do with them. Besides, just put them on stuff. I guess that's literally what they're for. I've been, I'm more of a car, <laughs> I'm more of a car sticker kind of guy. You know, like I like car decals a lot more than I like just stickers. Then I started getting water bottles, but it was cool because I had a water bottle that's like covered in everybody's different stickers. I'm like, all right, awesome. Then I'm like, wait, now I can't put this thing in the dishwasher <laughs> and my arm's too big to get down in it so i had to get one of those damn it you're gonna wash them scrubbers. by hand like a normal person yeah i'm lazy man i let the dishwasher work for me baby i love that thing um yeah so my most prized possession yeah my dishwasher hey you don't know what you're missing until you don't have one i lived in a place that didn't have a dishwasher and it sucked had to wash them by hand yeah, are like you a like a peasant fucking pilgrim yeah it sucked hmm. Nah, but I got the uh, the Atherist book is coming to me finally. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so shout out to uh, my buddy JD. He's in Texas. He's South African. Just moved to Texas from Canada, and he went out to Ham. Wait, you say he's South African? Yeah. He went he out, to, out Ham. to Texas. He moved, from... he moved to Canada. He lived in Canada and then he just moved to Texas within the last like year. But he went out to Germany. He went to Ham. He went to the show there. And he's like, I got two copies of this book. He's like, if you want one, you know, I'll, you know, it's yours. Then you don't have to pay as much for shipping and stuff. They're both signed copies. So he mailed that. That's supposed to be coming here in the next week or so. I'm pretty stoked about that because that's a book that's been on the list since it came out. And I knew it was going to be one of those cases where by the time I remember to actually grab a copy, it would probably be like $500 because it's no longer in print. So pretty excited about that. I think I was talking to Phil about it earlier. I was like, I think that that warrants another uh, book club episode. Yeah. Snakes and stogies. Yeah, man, that's one thing I'm looking forward to when I, because I'm on the verge of cutting back a lot of hours on my second job um, just because of time. And it's just because it's getting really hard. I don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not only that, like, I like the job's not bad. You know, I work for my best friend. Everybody there's cool and all. But, dude, just the time crunch of Monday through Wednesday, right after work, I go there. Thursdays, I come here. Fridays, I, I need at least some time to chill, but I have to do snakes on Fridays. I do snakes all day Saturday. I feed for several hours on Sunday, and then it's just all over again. So it'd be nice to be able to get the cleaning out a little earlier, you know, have two extra days to work on that, you know, and then spending time with more people and having more time to just do things. Um, man, reading is so, one of those ones that and I that's always, one thing. Like, I want to get into reading yeah, more, man. I always like, want to read more, but I just like the I time, time I get in bed, I like as soon as I crack that book open, I don't know what it is. I have this, it's like this Pavlovian 
thing where it's like as soon as I crack open a book, man, I start yawning and I'm dropping it on my face after like five or ten minutes. And then I take forever to actually finish them. You yeah. Know, even if it's a small book, I'll, it'll take me like six months to actually get through it and finish it. Because I'll go in these phases where I'll read every night for, you know, three weeks, whatever. And then I won't touch it again for a month. Right. And then I'll pick it up again for three. Like, yeah. I'm really bad about that. I have like, I have a thing when I read and it made like, because it's been like this my whole life. I have to really get in a book and zone in to that book to really absorb it yeah like because i'm when i'm reading i catch myself thinking about Mm -hmm. a million other things while i'm reading and i'm like but i'm still reading it yeah and i'm like i and then i pause and i'm like i don't know what the last two sentences were about so i have to go back reread and before i know it i'm doing it again you know and yeah that's so it's i'm jealous it's difficult man katie has the ability to read anywhere no matter what's going on yeah doesn't matter how much noise or people are around me like it's got to be quiet i gotta have my phone away from me or like turned off it has to be perfectly quiet out like Like, i I can't can't, yeah yeah, i can't i I don't know how she does it you know she'll be reading at the you know she takes ellie to the park or something just kids screaming and stuff and she's just reading and i'm like i don't know how you do that man like i can't i can't do that at all and i don't maybe it's because you know i read like non-fiction strictly like i'm not big into fiction i read so right. much of that in, in middle school and stuff because we had to that i was right. kind of like Same. got my fill i'm good um i think maybe it's because that stuff you know the books that are they're more technical in terms of and frankly you know more dry right uh i think maybe that's part of the reason why is it just requires a little bit more focus and attention right you know yeah that's definitely one thing i'm trying to take up i'm trying i'm trying to do better you know like i said i'm really i'm really on fire for just the hobby right now you know i'm I'm super jazzed about everything going on you know all the field herping we've been able to do this year um you know as far as like going places has been awesome Mm -hmm. That's really, you know, kick things into gear a lot. And just, you know, I'm super, I'm just super excited about everything right now. And, you know, that's why I really started listening to podcasts again. I, I can't get enough now. You know, it was weird. Like, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I like, I liked music too much. You know, like, that's what I filled like my ears with when I was driving and all that. But now it's like, I, I started listening to a couple, you know, there's a couple, episodes of people i wanted to hear and i was like okay yeah i, I kind of i really enjoyed you know listening to these and this is what next thing like. i know i'm going through just like i'm you know i'm listening to venom exchange radio a lot and catching up on snakes and stogies colubrin and colubroid now i'm still kind of skimming i'm going through stuff that like because there's so many of every yeah. podcast i'm picking and choosing like what's more apparent to me like i went back and listened to the tony d episode of corn mm-hmm. stars I listened to Joe's episode. Excuse me. I listened to the last two Snakes and Stogies. Going through all the Colubrin and Colubroid. You know, and just just trying to absorb as much as I can. So, I like audiobooks. Yeah, and that's what I was going to bring that up. You know, being able to listen because my roommate does that a lot. The problem that I have with audiobooks and like Kindle versions of, of books 
is they cost the same as a regular <laughs> physical copy. Yeah. Which I understand. You have to have like a special device to listen to it. Audiobooks require like production and narrators, and those things cost money. Like, I get that. But the Kindle version, I can't wrap my head around. It's why is a digital version the same price as a physical copy? Because they got to make their money. They still are. That's all it comes down to, man. Like, after the first, like, Hundred sales costs are probably covered. So it's like what like what <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. And I I mean A, I'm not big on like the, the ebook thing anyways, because I I just audiobooks are fine. I don't mind those, but like I feel compelled to have a physical copy. Like yeah. I have some books, like a couple of corn snake books and stuff on my phone. And I'll go to them to reference every now and then, but it's just not the same. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe if you had like a tablet, that's one thing. But like on my phone, you know, the words are damn small. I'm getting old. My eyes are getting worse. I have to like pinch and zoom out. And it's just, it's a pain. I like having a physical book. I can, if I could listen to a book, that would be helpful. But there, that you're, feel like you're, margins are a lot smaller i highly doubt people are putting out audiobooks of our reptile books at least many i really of them. haven't looked yeah i highly doubt there's a lot of them um, if they are it's probably like the biography stuff i would find benefit in that a lot because i drive at work like mm-hmm. all day you know that's what i do i'm cleaning snakes all the time if i could listen to a book yeah that would be Great, but I think a lot of the books that I would want probably don't have an audio version. So I don't know. And I guess like that's like Audible does because pay thing like fifteen bucks a month and you get you can download like two books, right? Three books a month. Um so I mean that like sure, you know. Um yeah. you know, Tyson said each library has different selections of audiobooks. Um, I've heard that too. I don't yeah. know exactly how the, the whole rental thing of that works, but <laughs> I don't, I couldn't even tell you the last time I was in a library. If I'm being honest. Like we used to take Ellie on a pretty regular basis. But... Dude, I'm talking, I probably haven't been to a library since like middle school. Like it shows sad. you were literate. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I just don't have time. I don't have time in like, it's it's bad. And I don't have time to read anymore. Got a whole, I keep the problem is I keep buying books, and then they sit on my shelf and collect dust for five yeah. years until I actually decide to pick it up and read it. I've got some that I got for my birthday like four years ago that I hadn't even touched. Yeah, not like reptile related stuff, but other yeah, books. I feel bad that if Phil and I don't know if Phil and Billy listen to this at all, but Phil for the our the first Christmas giveaway thing we did in the group chat. Um, you know, Secret Santa. Mm-hmm. The first one we did, Phil got me Snakes of Arizona or Rattlesnakes of Arizona book. Oh, nice! And dude, I I want to read it so bad, it's and it's been I've had it for years now, and I'm like, I just I haven't had time to sit down and read it. 
And uh, then, but then you Billy, have the satisfaction of knowing that when yeah, you do want to, it's there. Yeah, it's there. I'm it's definitely going, going to, Phil, if you listen to this, I'm going to read that book eventually. Because that's huge, right? That one's big. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's not a, no, it's not huge, huge. Else, I mean, it's a decent sized book. Um, but I love rattlesnakes, man. I love rattlesnakes so much. And I'm really eager to break into that. And then Billy sent me a book this year for, or this last year, or last year for the Secret Santa. Um, that was just like Snakes of the United States, I believe. So I'm like, man, I really need to break into these things, you know. And I, that's definitely on the agenda for when I can cut back some hours at the second job, you know, just be able to sit down and, you know, with a book and read tough yeah it's just time man i don't have a lot of free time now you know i don't hardly ever get to go fishing anymore and hardly ever get to go herping and when i do it's i have to rush and rush and clean early in the week or you're doing corn stars then i go herping um so like these trips like being able to herp like the three weekends in a row it was like, dude, it was come home, bust out as much as I could in the collection to get ready, you know, for the weekend. And then, um, yeah, everything's just been all out of whack this week. Things are getting back on schedule, luckily. Um, Can we please plan our black box trip? Yes. It's got to happen. Just tell me when you want to go, man. We'll go. I don't really want the calendar. I don't really want to make it an overnight trip. I'd rather leave no. early, early, and come back same day if possible. Okay. Do we leave early? I enough. just, yeah, I don't know what it's like. Also, it's just like that with going to shows like Columbia. Yeah. I feel like it takes us two hours to get there. I feel compelled to spend at least two hours there. Exactly. Yeah. Cause that's how it like anytime I'd have to drop off at FedEx on Hilton head, it was like drive an hour, walk in for 30 seconds and then yeah. turn around and drive an hour back. It's always like, that's why I'd make a stop at the cigar shop and stuff and bluff yeah. my way out there. Cause it's like, if I'm going to drive all the way out uh, there, I'm at least going to do something. Dude, you know, speaking of that. So I had to go to the FedEx. These pine snakes, you know, they, they weren't, they weren't cheap snakes by any. I can get these things. I don't want them delivered to. Um, by the way, Black Box is located in Budford, Georgia. Buford? Buford, whatever. Budford, Buford, something like that. Um, but anyway, so I had to go. I got off work early. I took off half a day, so I get there at a decent hour. Um, I left kind of early because I had to make a stop. Uh, that was when I went to Target. It took me way longer at Target, and I went to Home Depot, too. And it took me way longer at the stores than I expected. God, I just crossed the 278 to get yeah. one of the other. It's going to be a nightmare. So I dealt with that, and I finally got to the FedEx. It was right before 2 o'clock. It was like maybe 1.45. And thank God I took my time. Because I get up there, I walk up to the door, and the door's not open. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I look up, and there's a sign right there that says, due to understaff, lobby is closed until 2 o'clock. 
and there are people out the wall who they're waiting. I was like, thank God I didn't get here at one o'clock when I was originally planning to be there. Because I, first I would have been yeah, I would have been waiting for an hour. And then I was like the third, I was like the third person in the door because I hopped out and started waiting, you know, and other people started getting out of their cars around two o'clock. So luckily I was in the door pretty quick. There was one lady that took like 15 minutes in front of me. So I was like, well, this is great. First um, world problems. Yeah. Right. So it's better yeah. than the, the postal service, man. I'm going to go drop off some shirt orders yeah, last week fucked. and they usually open at eight 30. And so I'm standing there with like two other people and then three other people come in behind us. 8.30 comes and goes and it's like 10 minutes after. And the janitor dude opens the side door to come out and he sees the line. He's like, oh. He's like, they don't even have a clerk today. It's like, no sign, no nothing. So I was like, okay, maybe he's going to go tell someone or something. So I stand there for another, you know, five or 10 minutes and... Once I realized no one was coming, I was like, okay, I'm just going to come back tomorrow. I told the people, like, I'm tapping out. I got to go. It's like <laughs> no sign, no nothing, you know. Yeah. I, you know, postal services, when when it's good, it's good. But when it's bad, man, it's, it's a train wreck. Yeah. I could never have a job working at one of those places, man. Have you ever been in the post office during like Christmas. No, God, no. You want to talk about people getting nasty, man. Like yeah, there was a guy that worked at the, the post office downtown. And like, anytime I had to go drop off something, it was, it was like watching Jerry Springer. <laughs> Someone would be giving him attitude because they had to wait or something. Or, and I mean, like, I guess these, the postal workers don't really have to worry about getting fired because the, the, the level of no fucks this guy gave is pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Like <laughs> people be giving him, him a hard time. He'd be like, there's the door. Like, <laughs> and he, like, I know that guy had been there for, I don't know. I haven't seen him in a long time. So I'm assuming maybe he retired or something, but like, was it a tall, like tan dude? Just didn't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. I think, not really like tall, tall. There's a guy. Like oh, wait, was this the downtown one? Yeah. Oh, never mind. There was a guy in the Beaver Post office where Publix is. And dude, that guy didn't give a fuck. Come on, what do you want? What do you need? Come on. What are you doing? Yeah. Come, let's go. Quick, yeah. Daniel. Let's They're go. Like, you know, and I'm going. like, oh, okay. Oh, my bad, dude. Crazy. Like, what do you need? Okay, we're going to do that. Blah, blah. He's like, all right, 1350. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> I yeah. be like oh i gotta wait and it's like sorry it's like in the restaurant part of life unfortunately like but just come back tomorrow is that important or you could have scheduled a pickup like there's you had other options i don't know but dude, those people just the amount of stuff they have to deal with you know they're they're like bulletproof to, to the bullshit dude ever since Ever since I started working in the food industry, I've realized how I've realized even more how just terrible some people are. Mm -hmm. Like I had a lady ask me the other day if our she crab soup was really crabby. That had a lot of crab in it. Because I don't like I it to be like, too crabby. She was like, Is there like a, a fair amount of crab in it? And I'm like, 
I don't fucking know. I don't know, man. Like, I don't I try it. You tell it. me. So I like went back and I was like, Ty, somebody's asking about if our she crab soup soup has a fair <laughs> amount of crab in it. He's like, there's a normal amount of crab in it. I don't know what to tell you. I was like, that's what I figured. But it's probably buried under orders. Yeah, it's the right. last thing he wants to answer. Stupid yeah. question. I'm like, dude, whatever. So I she ordered it anyways, and I didn't get a complaint. So I guess it had enough crab in it, but not too much. Not too much. Oh, I went somewhere not that long fucking ago. Fucking hate people, man. Someone was being really mad. It was uh it was we were I had to go pick up lunch at work and we got Arby's, but their drive thru was closed because I guess they were short staffed. So I went inside and like People were in line being like really nasty. These people, yeah, man. Like, I almost left them a tip just because. Yeah, I was like, damn, man. I was like, you think these people like not having a drive-through open because now they got to deal with you, like, yeah, in man. person. <laughs> I just like the the manager managed to keep it together and like with these people not completely lose a shit because I don't know that I would have been that friendly, but it's yeah. I was just like, y'all suck, dude. I was like, this is messed up. Like, have you never had to work a service or retail job where you dealt with the general public? Because it's like you have a pretty good amount of respect for the people that yeah, do, dude. you know? It's yeah, like, dude. Like, it, it, it's ridiculous. Once you're in that world, because like, that's what I did, like, growing up. I was always in some type of retail, whether it was, you know, a, you know, a little, I worked at a little ice cream shop. I worked at a, archery shop i worked at pet smart you know and the only job that wasn't retail when i was growing up was when i was 14 and worked in a cabinet shop for my cousin you know and even now dude like i don't work in retail but i still have to deal with the general public mm -hmm. a lot you know getting complaints about construction sites and all this like this the people we had one guy that was like this dude the water from this dude's property is going to go into my ditch Oh, I no. paid to have this ditch dug and his water is going to go in. Wouldn't that there. technically be county under county purview? No, because apparently he had it dug on his property for him. Like it so was, it was to, his ditch and then he was complaining about so somebody build a else's dam water. So that it all catches right in front of his place where his ditch right. is. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's what the ditch is for. Yeah. If anything is doing its job, like, because instead of his water going onto your property, it goes to your fucking ditch. But it's just people just complain about the dumbest if shit. That, and the funny thing that what always just makes me laugh about that is like, if that's the, if that's what is upsetting you, you must have it pretty good. Yeah. It's like if that's the worst thing about your week or your month, it's like, yeah, I'm almost jealous. Yeah. Like, Damn, man. Christian just said people have totally forgot how to treat each mm -hmm. other, dude. It's it's so true. You know, especially when you have places that are and this isn't kind of is, but it's also not. You know, I'm not talking bad about anybody, but I deal with a lot of retired people. And a lot of retired people don't have hobbies to keep them busy. So everything else that's happening in their community. So being the new neighborhood watches it. Yeah, that, that's it. Head and of the they, HOA. And then they have to report everything to the county. Like it's our problem to live on a state street. And I'm like, you're not even smart enough to know that we don't have jurisdiction there. Call DOT. Good luck. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's ridiculous, man. And you know, but that's what they, people just have, whatever they want to complain about. It's the same thing in the restaurant. You know, I deal with a bunch of retired people who live in their own city 
And I don't know how my boss does it because my boss is also the mayor of Beaufort City. Golly. And the like <laughs> yeah. every day people complaining about someone's chickens to him two doors down or something. And he's like, What do you what do you want me to do about like just the goofiest stuff? Yeah. Like people having this weird conspiracy that like the cops are in cahoots with their neighbor who's like harassing them just like really goofy stuff yeah. and i'm like dude you couldn't pay me enough money to do that job <laughs> and to do it voluntarily yeah. slightly concerned that you have to be like i mean i'm convinced if you want to be president or something you've got to be like severely mentally ill yeah, dude, to I... want to be a politician in any capacity I hate the politics. I hate the politics for working for a small government. <laughs> My little lady told me she was allergic to stir fry. I so <laughs> I had a lady one time at the restaurant. She comes in and she goes, I want something fizzy, but no caffeine. And I'm like, Seltzer water? I was like, we have soda water or you know, uh um Sprite? club soda Sprite doesn't yeah i know yeah, that was the solution she's like no i don't want that and i was like oh we have a sprite that's caffeine free she's like are you sure it's caffeine free i'm allergic i'm allergic to caffeine and i was like yeah um it's it's caffeine free I'm allergic okay to bullshit. i need to benefit right now sure. yeah and i'm like you're the one that's allergic to caffeine why don't you come in here and tell me you want a freaking sprite lady like why don't you know the sodas that are caffeine free if you're the one allergic to sprite what? I don't. <laughs> In the <laughs> office, when Will Ferrell tells everyone he's like allergic to peanuts, and then Michael throws like a peanut butter sandwich at him or something, <laughs> they're like, "Oh my god, you could have killed him!" And he's like, "Yeah, you realize how long I could have been itchy for?" <laughs> like, doesn't even anything. Yeah. Not even anything serious. Yeah. And people are funny. Yeah, but. Yeah. Anyways, snakes, reptiles. <laughs> Tyson said we used to live in Cape Coral. It's a popular retirement area. My wife once heard a group of old guys at a McDonald's talking about who was going where in town to look for ordinance violations. Are you serious? <laughs> That's team Buford. That is Beaufort County to a T, man. Except they'd, be, I guess they'd have so. a map out on the table at Waffle House. Yeah, with <laughs> somebody comes and is like, all right, boys, yeah. just rolls it out over the table. We get, dude, we get the weirdest. You attack them from the north. We get the weirdest complaints, man. Like, so the worst thing that happened to us, so we all went for a class to get certified in uh, pond management. And um, there was a group from Beefers, Kusaw Island. There's a group of guys from Kusaw Island that came to this class. They're like, yeah, we just want to make sure our ponds are looking healthy. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude. What constitutes a healthy pond? Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. Don't get me wrong. But it's like all they're doing is to use that to be able to call us to be like, we know what we're talking about. We went to pond class. That pond's not clean. Guess what? You live in a private community. You have to pay to get that sucker cleaned out. And guess what? We're not going to do it. Like what the HOA is for. Yeah. Idiot. Like paying into. Oh, my God, basis. dude. Like, then we have them be like, oh, this silk fence is down. There's dirt everywhere. My 
inspector goes out there. He's like, dude, there's like one patch of cell fence down. There's no dirt anywhere. Like, I'm sorry. The one time you looked out your window, <laughs> there was somebody tracking dirt out there. They clean it up every day. Like, I went to Pond College. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's terrible, dude. Like, oh my God. I, I love working construction. See, Chris, Trippy said that's the good thing about New York people is, mo- is they people mostly mind their business it's like yeah when they're there but then they come down here yeah then they come down here it's they're... not exactly like new york yeah. which they just left because they didn't like yeah, it. yeah it's boring so they find but stuff they come to... down here and because <laughs> it doesn't snow and the weather isn't exactly the way it should be he's complaining about being hot there all isn't the time all these within the immediate vicinity <laughs> it's a problem that's what yeah. all the Ohio transplants here are about. Man. Oh like, they God, come down dude. here and then they're upset and they want to make it exactly like Ohio. And it's like, you just left Ohio. Yeah. Dude. Why do you want to? And what it is, the common denominator. A lot of these people they want like, all the things they had in Ohio. They just don't want the Ohio weather. And the thing is, like, people like that come down here and a lot of them move into these private communities. And when they do that, they're part of the HOA and all this, all this shit. And so, like, they think they own the community and whatever they say goes, you know, like. You get them in a pack. And it's like, dude. And it's funny because they always come to us. Yeah. Like, we have jurisdiction in their community. We control what trees they come down, what trees come down, you know, what goes where, you know. But after that, you know, we don't have jurisdiction to fix their drainage. We have to protect it on these construction sites. That's what I do make sure everything's protected from runoff and all that. But like, as far as your lot getting flooded, that's not my problem. These people are building to spec based on their plans. And I'm sorry. You should not even do in a community that was built literally in a swamp. Because now like people are building up, like we have so many construction sites right now. And so what happens is these lots, these houses that have been there for 10, 15 years, their water is always drained onto a neighboring property. And that neighboring property becomes a swamp. It's completely wet all the time. Let's build a house here. So somebody builds a house on it. And so now all that water has nowhere to go except into everybody else's yards. And they're like, oh, this construction is flooding my yard. Somebody bought that lot just like you did just later in life. It's not their fault. It's not your fault. Talk to your community and get your drainage fixed. You know, because drainage isn't putting it onto somebody else's property. It's not how this works. It's not that simple because then you put a retention pond in or something and then gators come in and then people are upset when gators show up and other wildlife. It's not even that. They blame that for the reason their dog gets eaten because they're not watching their Pomeranian when they let it up to go take a leak. It's not even that hard. It's as simple as either, you know, building a barrier between the two so the water hits the spot. And then grade it to where it comes down to the road, goes into the road, goes into a drain to a pond. You know, it's not that fucking difficult, but it's not my jurisdiction to be like, you have to build this. Talk to your HOA. That is, that is yeah, not my problem. Dustin said he'll never live like, in an HOA. And neither will I. Never, when we were house God, shopping, I would never. I told Gabriel, like, HOA. I don't really care where we live, but if there's an HOA, I'm not going to be moving in there. No. You can live there. I won't be living there. And now she's been like looking at other houses and stuff for some reason. Like, A, I'm not buying a house right now because it's crazy. And then B, there's an HOA, which I will. I refuse. I refuse. I won't do it, man. Never. 
Never. Not ever. Gonna ha- like, the biggest- You're not going to tell me when to cut my grass. You're not going to tell me what I can put in my and some garage. Jackass down the street who just happens to have had a bad experience with fucking gardenias ten years ago, and now has a bias against them. Says you can't plant those in your front yard. Yeah, I'm not it's about stupid. it. Stupid. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not about it, man. They don't like bl- the color blue. So if you plan to, want, if you want to paint, don't your, house, paint your house blue, any shade sorry, of blue, fuck. you have to ask the prick that lives ten doors down whether you're allowed to paint your house blue or not. It's like if I want to paint my house fucking tiger stripe, I'm gonna fucking do it. Like obviously, I'm not gonna like. I can understand the, the premise of HOAs is a lot like unions. Like at one point, sure they served a purpose and they were great, and then a couple of gremlins got in there and weaponized it. <laughs> And they've now used it for evil. Yeah. And it's just like I can't plant a certain kind of bush. Yeah. Or can't paint my house a certain color. And you're going to measure my grass and tell me when my grass is too long. It's like, are you going to pay for someone to come and cut it because I don't have the time? No? Okay. And it's going to get cut when it's going to get cut. Just crazy. It's ridiculous. And then you got to pay for that. You're paying them for some asshole to tell you what you can and can't do with the property right. you're buying. It's like, it's insane. Yeah. Like if there's a golf course, I can understand you're paying. Like, I think it's crap that if you don't play golf and you move into a golf community, you still have to pay basically to be there. Hey, you can play golf whenever you want. But it's like, that should be optional. Yeah. Because if I don't play golf. No. I don't know. Dude, and that's why like these places are insane cuz like you know Carlton River it's mm-hmm. right before you get to the bridge going to Hilton Head. It's one of the big really big subdivision back there. Really pretty place. But like the amount of money that these people are paying for lots alone. Some dude bought like one of the biggest lots I've seen out there. It was 5 acres. Okay, it was huge. It's a huge lot for a community. Don't get me wrong. No, it's a got lot. a little pond on it. Yeah. Do you even guess what he paid for that lot? Three mil? Yes. Yeah. It was like three to five million just for the lot. Crazy. And then he put a main house on it. He put a detached garage on it. And then he put an office on it where the entire bottom of this office is a golf simulator. Sure. That's what he did. And he lives on a golf course. Be interested to see if that actually helps his game at all. Yeah, probably not. But... Yeah, it's kind of insane, and I don't know where all these people are getting this insane amount of money from. But I'd have to imagine a lot of it is stocks and stuff invested in things like Amazon and whatnot early on. But who knows? The amount of money that's moved to Beaufort recently, man, is it's it's insane. I crazy. I manage. 230 something active construction sites right now. There's not a one that's cost less than about 500, 600. Not a, not a single house. And it's It's wild, man. People are paying so much money for some of these are legit small places. The stuff on spring Island though. I mean, in there, like some of them, it's, (laughs) <laughs> I can't wrap my head. Keeps me busy. Tell you that. Job security. Yeah. 
but yeah well this episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com check them out facebook instagram blackboxcages.com use code thn at checkout save yourself a little bit of money fullviusapparel.com facebook instagram check it out some sort of deal around the 4th of July maybe for the whole month of July a happy birthday America sale or something I don't know and then you know it's going to exclude the the Canadian market just because (laughs) maybe on Canada Day we'll we'll do something you don't get the sale that's right that's hilarious (laughs) you ain't listening to Metallica hammering bush light and driving around an old Ford like get out of here Oh with a pack God. of Marlboro Reds in your pocket, in, in right. one pocket, and a can of Skull in the other, with a mullet. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, if you don't have a mullet, you don't get to say. If you don't sleep period. wrapped up in American flag every night, then get out. <laughs> oh my God! So, also check out Steve Snakeshuary. All the cool things he's Venom got going sauce. on. Venom hot sauce. Get yourself some venom hot sauce. We're in the Louisiana area. Check him out. Red, white, and you, son. That's right, boy. So, sorry this episode kind of got derailed there towards the end. Talking about old people stuff. I feel like this is something you only rant about when you start getting a certain age. Yeah. Crazy. We're getting there. Slowly turning. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, We'll be back for Snakes and Stogies on Monday. We have a very, 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 very... You get to tell us high profile guest for snakes and stogies on Monday. I am very us. excited. Who is it? Not gonna say. Hmm. But it's been in the works for a minute. Nice. I told Phil a while ago we need to get back in the habit of having some of those higher echelon professional people on the show. We need to do that for here too. We do. We get some. Um, and but we need we need to keep it up. This is uh Monday's gonna be good. So if you're gonna be around Monday, nine PM Eastern, um check it out. I'll probably have the stream set up and stuff more ahead of time than I typically do, meaning before the, the like afternoon of. <laughs> uh and then you'll you'll find out. But expect a lot of coral snake talk is it mm. it's not the guy we've already had on here is it i don't know who you're talking about yeah you do i, I don't oh, that's exactly who it is cool maybe maybe not i can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny oh that i remember his name now yeah okay we'll see cool Nice. Thanks for hanging with us. Yeah, it's kind of a last minute live yeah. decision. We were originally just going to do recorded, but I think that should be the plan. Anytime we do the monthly one on ones, that'll be our our live episode. I like I like doing the lives now. Mm-hmm. I think they're fun. I like the interaction. Yeah. So thank you everybody who tuned in, saw it last minute. Thank you everybody who has come seen me the last couple of weeks, and thank you Skylar for hosting me and Preston last weekend. We had a great time. You are, you are G. G for great. Yeah. We did have a great time. I'm tired. Tired <laughs> shit, but we had a great He's time. been back like a week. I'm tired. <laughs> I've been working, dude. Literally, I got back Sunday night, 
spent all the Sunday evening setting up quarantine 14 hours Monday, 14 hours Tuesday, 14 hours yesterday, eight hours today. Come do the podcast till 1030 at night. I'm tired. Well, on that note, <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you. <laughs>